Perik Yud Aleph, Mishnah Hey. Mishnah discusses another case where two babies got mixed up at birth. The case here is Kohenes Shinis Arav Vlada Bevlad Shivchasa. A child born to the wife of a Kohen, so it means that that child is a Kohen, got mixed up with the child of this Kohen's wife's slave woman. So in other words, we have these two babies, one is a Kohen, one is slave of a Kohen. We don't know which is which. Here are the halachas that apply to these two children. First of all, they are permitted to partake of truma, because both the son of a Kohen and the slave of a Kohen has the right to have truma. However, as regards the distribution of this truma, we only hand that one portion of truma to these two people who come together. They have to both show up at the granary for their truma portion, because the halacha is that a Kohen slave is not allowed to come to collect truma from the granary by himself. Less people conclude, oh, it must be as a Kohen, and then they would permit him to marry a regular Jewish girl, when in reality is a slave is not allowed to marry a Ba'as Yisrael. So since one of these two is a slave, they have to show up together, then people will understand, okay, one of these individuals is a Kohen, the other is a slave, so they won't permit you know, really either of them here to marry a Ba'as Yisrael. Further, neither of these people can allow himself to become Tame from a human corpse. So either of them might be a Kohen, who of course is forbidden from becoming Tameh. So for each of them, we say, There is uncertainty about a biblical prohibition of a ritual nature. One has to be stringent. So neither could allow himself to become Tameh, they can't you know, go into a cemetery, etc. Furthermore, there ain't no sinashim. As long as the situation persists in which one of these two people is a slave, neither may get married at all. That is, being Sheiros, being Psulos, Either can marry neither Ksheros, a regular Bas Yisrael, because each of them might actually be a slave who's forbidden the Bas Yisrael, nor may either of them marry Psulos, a woman of a problematic lineage who a slave is allowed to marry, because of course each of them might be a Kohen who cannot marry a disqualified woman. So as long as this situation persists in which one of these people is a slave, neither can get married at all. The Mishnah states, Egdila Tarovos, once they grow up, what they should do is, they should each emancipate each other. They should each give a document of emancipation to the other, so that whichever one is the slave has been emancipated. Now an emancipated slave has the status of a convert, of essentially a regular Yisrael. So now, we don't have a suffix that each of them might be a Kohen or a slave, rather the suffix is, each of them might be a Kohen or Yisrael. And thus marriage becomes possible for them, Specifically, no sinashim ruuyas lekahuna. They each could get married, but they have to marry a woman who's allowed to marry a kohen, on account of the possibility that either of them might be a kohen. And the lacha remains of einim etam lemeisim. They can't go into a cemetery become tummy from a mace, since either might be a kohen. Ve'im nitmu. However, if either of these people went ahead even deliberately and contracted tumma from a mace, the lacha is einin sofkenes harbayim. They wouldn't receive a punishment of lashes because we can't give a person lashes on the basis that he might have committed a biblical transgression. And now that to whichever was the slave has been freed, there's a new status in terms of truma, and that is ve'in and ochla truma. Now neither is allowed to have truma because one of them is Yisrael, who's not allowed to have truma. But that's as far as the ritual component, meaning Allah is that a non kohen is forbidden to have truma. It's like not kosher for a non kohen to have that truma. So they're not allowed to eat it. The Mishnah rules, if 
either of them did go ahead and eat truma, einan mishalman karen v'chomish. As regards the monetary implication of that, that normally the halacha is if Yisrael inadvertently eats a truma v'kowain, he must not only pay back the principal, but also add a chomish payment. That financial penalty doesn't apply here. Because if we accuse either of them of, hey, you're a person who is not a Kohen who had truma, he says, what are you talking about? I am a Kohen. Prove I'm not. And that is a valid argument for when it's a monetary issue, we have the rule of a motzi mechaver of araya, the burden of proof is on the one who's trying to take money from the other. So the guy could say, you want to assume you want to take money from me? You may only do that if you can prove that I'm not a Kohen. Now, since neither is allowed to have truma, so obviously if either shows up to the granary, we wouldn't distribute truma to him. However, as regards their own crops that they have to designate the various tithes of, everybody has to, even Kohanim, they have to designate, okay, this is the truma portion, but upon addressing that your ritual matter, Kohen is then, of course, allowed to keep that truma for himself, these individuals too, upon designating the truma portion of their own crops, they can then keep it. They can't eat it because that's a ritual issue. Regarding ritual issues, they have to be stringent. And maybe I'm not a Kohen. But as far as the monetary question of, do I have to actually give this to a Kohen? The answer is no. They can keep it themselves. Again, based on the rule of Amotzi Mechaver, of Araya, as regards the monetary question, who gets to keep the truma, they are able to say, you know, if you want to take this from me on grounds that I'm not a Kohen, you have to prove that first. The Mishnah states further that since each of these people is a questionable Kohen, they don't receive the Quranic portions from the Karbanos brought in the base of Migdash, obviously not a piece of carbon meat, let's say a chates, because since each might not be a Kohen, it would be a very strict prohibition for them to have that meat. But even if it's something, let's say the hides of the Karbanos are given to Kohanim, are not given to either of these people who are questionable Kohanim. We don't give either the opportunity to bring Karbanos in the base of Migdash because of their questionable status. But We don't seize their own Karbanos from them, that is, their Bechor offerings. Allah is that the firstborn male of one's sheep, goats, or cattle is automatically sanctified as a Bechor. Now, carbon Bechor is given to a coin. As regards these individuals, who each might be a Kohen, they may keep their own Bechor offerings. But once again, on this monetary question of who keeps the Bechor offering, they can invoke a Mutzim Mechaver, Allah of Araya. The Mishnah will explain how they're allowed to use it. And further, the Mishnah says, These people are exempt from having to give the Matnas Kahuna, the four-leg jaws and stomach the portions that Israel has to give to a Kohen when he shechts his own sheep or goat or ox, just for regular, you know, non-carbon purpose, is to give the aforementioned portions to a Kohen. But there's no sanctity in these portions, so you don't have a ritual issue. It's purely a monetary issue. Thus, these two people, who may each to themselves be Kohanim, can keep those manuskuna portions for themselves, meaning they keep it and they can eat it. Now, regarding Bukhara, that we said above, that each of these people has a lot of keep his own Bechor offering. He doesn't have to give that to a different Kohen. He says, no, I'm a Kohen. The Allah is that since, of course, he may not be a Kohen, he can't just bring this as a carbon the usual way because the meat of a carbon Bechor is forbidden to a non-Kohen. 
So regarding that ritual issue, you'd have to be stringent. He wouldn't be allowed to have that meat. Rather, what would be the option for him? He lets it go to pasture until the animal gets a blemish that disqualifies it from the Mizbeach. And at that point, he would be allowed to simply slaughter the animal and eat it. So in sum, we apply the stringencies of the Kohanim and the Israelim to these two individuals, which may be a Kohen or Israel.